Hello, we're live. Uh, welcome to another live stream from the My Matter Network. This is uh, two of four for this week. So we're on a roll, we're on a bit of a roll. But welcome to our Story X Story podcast live stream. Story X Story is the podcast where we discuss stories across pop culture, plus give you advice on creating your own. This is a live stream special where we will be talking video games. Uh, I'm your co-host, Nigel. I am Tazzy, content creator and co-host. And as we do with our video game roundtable discussions, uh, we reach out into the gaming industry uh, and grab whoever is not fast enough to escape uh, the reach. So <laughs> with us today is our panel. We have, uh, I can't figure out which order people are in um, as it links <laughs> to my notes, but we've got Streamcast co-founder, Andy, AKA Blackamora. Andy, welcome. Welcome. Um, thank you for having me once again. Um, yeah, I really love you guys. So we said chop it up. And uh, Andy has been on the podcast before. We have two new people on our podcast. So allow me to introduce the social and content lead at Into Games and host of the She Plays podcast, Lauren Kay. Lauren, welcome. Hi, everyone. It's so nice to be here. Thank you so much. Yes, I, I did not escape. Uh, Nigel put down <laughs> the contact paper and I just couldn't get my little legs out. It's okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I'm so happy to be here. It's really exciting. No, uh, happy to have you. And last but certainly not least, Twitch streamer, Leah, ABG. Leah, welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. Cool. Thanks for joining us. Does AG, ABG stand for something if i missed missed out um, on something. awful british gamer you are in good company you are in good company i like the it. name was actually longer but every time someone would shout me out the stream would be like your name's too long so i was like okay so i shortened it okay cool i like it oh man i get that describes me too but uh you got it you got it first so yeah so like I said, uh, Story X Story is our podcast where Tazzy and I talk about stories across pop culture. Uh, and every so often we do our video game roundtable where we go specifically into video games, talk about what we're playing and discuss some of the news around in the video games industry. We've got a bit of news to get to uh, as well. So we'll, we've definitely got some things to talk about. Uh, so you can subscribe to Story X Story on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, uh, wherever you get your podcast from. You can also send us feedback and questions to feedback at myamada.com in our Discord or throw them at us on social media. We are at myamada on Twitter, at myamadatees on Instagram, and at Tazzy at on... TV. What did I say? Tease. Uh, you know what? That's that muscle memory. <laughs> <laughs> that that. Okay, we used to be my Tease. Don't do that. Don't do that now. My TV. Thank you, Tazzy. Uh, add Tazzy on both, uh, and also here in our live chat. Yeah. Hello. Welcome everyone that is joining us live. Hello, Paladin. Hello, Rosa. Hello, K of the Hacky. Welcome. Um, thank you so much for joining us live. Uh, we are currently, each month we do a Gamepad poll, uh, and we're currently asking which upcoming video game releases are you most excited about? Uh, so there'll be a link in chat, or if you're listening later, uh, a link somewhere on our <laughs> socials <laughs> in the show notes. So you can vote and let us know what game you're, you're most excited about. 
So make sure you're following us here on Twitch and also subscribed to the podcast for the latest episode. Episodes, uh, we've recently done a deep dive into Shang-Chi. 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 Yeah. He, he does make sure to get the pronunciation right on the film as well. It's like Shang, Shang, Shi. Shang, Shi. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so make sure you check out that out. Uh, I think we had a, quite a positive response to that film, but you've got to know the details by listening. Um, you can find the podcast on everywhere you can find podcasts, really. Apple Podcasts, Spotify. I don't actually know where else you can find podcasts, but we're on them. Yeah, we're on them. (laughs) Someone knows. Yeah, so we're going to get started before we jump into all the video game uh, news with what's happening in the Mayamada universe. And Tazzy's already mentioned the Gamepad online event, but we're also after Gamepad and at the end of the month, we're going to be playing um identity v or five uh is it uh, we can't work it out identity v uh, i'm gonna go with that the multiplayer survival horror game is halloween so we're getting in the spirit um in the spirit of abg we are gonna be, <laughs> yeah, gonna be yeah. playing pretty pretty badly uh we'll see how it goes but yeah you can join us uh live we're going to be playing with studio 77 members on thursday the 28th of october you can also check out highlights from our past live uh, live game nights where we played Roblox, Rocket League, Fortnite, and other things. We're still working through the, the editing. We were just saying before we went live that editing is just like, yeah, editing is a real struggle. <laughs> so, But they're coming. They're coming. It, just, it might take a while. Um, and then <laughs> not to forget the manga side of Maya Meta, we are just about finishing up on our latest manga, Serious Through the Fog. So I want to make sure... I mentioned that. Uh, I'll find a link for that and drop that by the end of the stream. But My Matter is a manga brand. Uh, I write uh, manga and our latest one is coming out. Uh, it's going into print this month and then going to be ready for the Thought Bubble Comic Con next month. So that is the timetable now. All right. I think that's all the updates uh, we need for now. Let's get into our video game talk and find out what everyone is playing. So this is the part of the discussion where we talk about what video games everyone has been playing. Uh, Spoiler free, please. (laughs) (laughs) So we will start with Lauren. What have you been playing? Oh, I feel like I'm quite boring because like I just kind of play creature comforts at the moment, you know, like sort of the old faithful ones. I do have quite a few games in my backlog and um, but my husband and I share the PlayStation 5. So whenever he's playing on, we're we're not a lucky, a lucky pair where we can have like two PlayStation 5s or anything like that, you know. We're not that that extreme, but um, he's playing through Ghost of Tsushima, which I'm very jealous about. But I have been playing either The Sims 4 <laughs> and making a bunch of happy chickens and uh, other cottage-related paraphernalia. But then um, to keep my competitive edge, I play a lot of League of Legends Wild Rift. It's the mobile version of League of Legends, and honestly, it's my favorite version of League of Legends. It's so quick and fast and easy, and um, I just like uh, just just 
killing other characters and like bossing it like i just i don't know i just need that little bit of that little taste of like i am going to win and defeat things i just i just need that daily it seems like so uh so yeah that's what i've been up to <laughs> for a moment there i thought that sentence was just gonna end at killing and i was like <laughs> <laughs> I know I secretly have like a double life like Dexter and it's just you know I'm sorry to reveal it to all of you on Twitch right now but yes <laughs> no but yeah 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 I just I just need that like little bit of that little bit of competition right like just to keep me keep me from going into a hole of self-deprecation imposter syndrome hell so you know that that's that's what I'm that's what I'm doing at the moment. <laughs> nice. I mean, I feel like you've got a good, good balance there. <laughs> Chill. Cottage um, core and killing. It's yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll go to Andy next. What have you been been playing recently? Been playing a lot of Dark Souls three. So I've recently been or cursed however you look at it with the dark souls trilogy and i've just been trodding my way through them and i am almost there where i finished the uh dlc for dark souls 3 so i'm about to finish all, all the games basically and move on to bloodborne uh so it's been really stressful and i'm very glad i'm on the other side of it i have nothing nice to say about dark souls um... oh, <laughs> i love it i love the Wait, i love why the souls are you playing series. it because yeah that because that didn't sound like a like a, a glowing re review recommendation yeah i know right it's like but you're but you're also going to play the next one i don't know yeah. I'm just bloodborne out. is bloodborne is really like it's such a different experience but i couldn't get myself through bloodborne and famanas because of how creepy it is but like, what what is it that is yeah? What's plaguing you about Dark Souls Three? So the games the games were all gifts for me, and uh, people love when I play Dark Souls because I hate it. So it's one of those things where content... <laughs> people love to see you suffer. This is some yeah. Schadenfreude. For, for the content. Yeah. <laughs> for the content. Yeah. And uh, do you? I... Sorry, Tazzy, what were you going to say? I was just going to say, do you feel like you're, you've are you gained some extra resi resilience? Do you feel like you've built up some extra resilience after your... <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I do think I'm a better gamer now because of it. As in, um, I think I've, I've just got sharper reflexes. I think secretly deep down somewhere, I do like the Dark Souls games. Uh, playing the first one, I genuinely hated the game. I never wanted to play it. But now it's more like I... I find it more of a challenge. So, and Lauren was talking about competitiveness. That is what I have with me and the, you know the AI of the game. So, uh, yeah, very much enjoy it. I've also been playing Little Nightmares too. Just finished it. No spoilers, but what a game! <laughs> really good. I need to dig my teeth into that. I know it looks so good. It's worth it. I really enjoyed the so first good. one. So, but that'll be like when I've got like two or three sessions ready to just sit down and play the whole thing. Yeah. Leah, what about you? I guess we're going back to Killing and Cottage Core. <laughs> I've been vamping up my Cottage Core island on Animal Crossing in preparation for the direct that's tomorrow. 
Yeah. I think it's tomorrow, I believe. Um, so yeah, I've been refinding my love for Animal Crossing and being a killer main in Dead by Daylight. So that's yeah. always fun. Um, I've been trying Survivor a lot as well, which is a different type of heart complication. But um, yeah, Dead by Daylight, Animal Crossing. I've also been playing Lost Judgment. Um, so that's been that's been really cool. Lost Judgment is a really good game. The first one was fantastic. The second one's even better. So just I think we're wrapping up on that one at the moment. Um, that's pretty much it. Tried Resident Evil. I put that down straight away. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it really for this week. Like my game catalogue for this week for the most part. But yeah, that's yeah. pretty much it. Animal Crossing and Hooking Folk. Yeah. But you gotta love like the Yakuza, the Yakuza games, right? Like I haven't actually tried any of the Yakuza series. Judgment really? was my first kind oh, of wow. like look into it. Um, so everyone has suggested for me to go through the I Yakuza series. Too. So I think that's the next one for me to explore, I think. Oh, oh that's exciting. That's so exciting to me. <laughs> <laughs> I just oh I love the Yakuza. It's, it's They're so apparently good. really, really good. So yeah, I've I'm heard really looking for yeah, I haven't heard anything, anything bad yet. So, oh, it's yeah. amazing. I feel you with a uh, sort of Halloweening up Animal Crossing. I've been, yeah. <laughs> I've I been know. there too. <laughs> um, so yeah, I guess the one of the games I've been playing has been Animal Crossing. Likely, I have been decorating, um, and trying to get my candy. The, I completely forgot about the announcement to be honest I was just like I'll be ready for Halloween I want to have all the candy so I can get all the Halloween stuff all the stuff that I missed last year um, and then now I'm like oh yeah what are they what are they adding I'm like is it going to be a Halloween thing or because someone completely different I don't know who knows I've also been playing it until dawn which I mentioned in a previous That's podcast a great so good so good it frustrates me <laughs> I'm at the point where I well I'm so early well am I really I suppose I'm like a third of the way through a quarter to a third of the way through and I've killed off the only character that I care about oh <laughs> no bless <laughs> you so I know I don't I have like I care zero no about any of, any of the characters now so I'm like yeah, what's, what's the about? point what's <laughs> the point dies? in carrying no, 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 I don't care who dies now. You can. I don't care. You no, I'm gonna kill everyone. Actually, yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's the route I'm gonna take now. Is that like everyone? Everyone can can die of this now. It's I'm like fine. welcome, welcome to the discussion of killing. Yeah. And <laughs> welcome. What is your favorite character, Tazzy? Yeah. What was your favorite? Josh. He's the brother. Okay. Oh, Remember okay. You girls. Okay. Yep, yep. The rest just annoy me. They just remind me of like a teen drama, and I'm like, oh my god, get over yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Wait, so is this, is this your first time going through it? It's my first time playing it myself because I absolutely hate any kind of thriller, horror, anything in that realm. Um, and I've I've watched it played many. Parts of it played many, many, many times. Many, many, many times. times. Yes. I've never seen the ending though, so that bit oh, I'm quite okay. curious about. Yeah. So, and then as well, I've recently sort of been dabbling in Pokemon Diamond. Okay. 
How does I one really... dabble in a Pokemon game? Well, because I, I never yeah. finished it. And I was oh, like, okay. <laughs> oh, like the remake's coming out. Uh, and I I was working a really long job the other week. And like I couldn't have much on me because uh, I was like nowhere to store stuff. And it was like a really dull job where I basically was doing, sitting around doing nothing. So I needed entertainment. And I, because I didn't have much carry space, I didn't want to bring my Switch. And because I was outside, I was like, I don't want to risk it. So I needed something smaller. So I was like, let me get my, my 3DS out. And then I was looking at what games I had. I was like, oh, I never finished Pokemon Diamond. So hmm. that's how that happens. <laughs> and, and so I've been dabbling. So I've just been picking it up and trying to figure out what I'm supposed to be doing. Because uh, when you've not played it for however many years, and you get put in the middle of it and you're like, I have no idea what, at what point of the story I'm at. That's honestly the worst yeah the good thing about pokemon diamond which i honestly don't know why more games haven't implemented this is it has like a record of what you've done your last few saves oh cool like it tells you yeah like you've got like a little diary oh that's amazing and you can go back and check like and it will say like you went to this town and you went to that town you caught whoever en route whatever and it's really handy because if you haven't played for ages and it saves quite a few pages of it, if you haven't played for ages, you can go back and figure out what you're supposed to be doing. Because you can be like, well, what towns have I been to? Like, where was I going? And figure out where you were supposed to be. Because I am terrible. I put down a game and then come back to it like years later. Where was I? <laughs> so I need this. <laughs> the only other game I can think of that did that well was uh, Final Fantasy Thirteen. They basically like give you like a sort of like this is what you last saw on on Final Fantasy 13 when you pick it up. And it's like that's the only other game. But it makes so, it makes so much sense to do that. Like, why not? Especially on an, on an RPG. Like, it's horrendous. <laughs> it's so much content. Yeah. RPG, anything open world, like I just need to know what I was doing. <laughs> because I it. Especially even if I'm only playing the same game, I'm really bad at remembering like what was going on because like life has happened in between and my brain just has to like refocus and be like memories of just this one thing and not something from my real life yesterday. <laughs> so yeah, I'm right there with you. Um, Nigel, what about yourself? Uh, so mine is a list of games I should be playing, but I'm not playing um, because <laughs> I have, speaking of dabbling, uh, so I started, I think we've spoken about this before, uh, Life is Strange. Uh, I plan to come back to it this week. Uh, I haven't yet. So that's one uh, I should be playing. I got about halfway and very impactful moment in the game. I won't say what it is, but very impactful. Um, it, it hurt me because I thought it was going to go a different way. It didn't. Uh, obviously, it hurt me to the extent that I haven't played it in months <laughs> uh, again. Oh. But anyway, that was something I planned to play. Another thing I planned to play uh, is Horizon Zero Dawn, which I've also started and I'm at the beginning beginning of, uh, but really enjoying what I had been playing. It's one of those games that is on my growing list of, of shame. So uh, I thought I'd get to it. Has anyone else played that? I started Horizon? it once. Yeah, I started yeah. it once too. It's <laughs> okay. so bad to say. All right, so we're all just about I played it on someone else. Okay. No, I played it on someone else's machine because it was before I had a PS4. Because that was a really recent 
uh, addition to my collection. So I have an excuse, okay? <laughs> I don't have any excuse other than children and just... I don't just... even have that excuse, so... Um, just, I just, yeah. But even that, it's not really that great. Yeah, no, the no, children no. Or the I excuse, do need to get back. I do need to get back to it. But you, do you think it still holds up? <laughs> um, no, yeah, it looks, it looks really good. Like, So I'm playing it on a PS5. So I think they've done those, you know, update for PS5, giving it, give it a, a little shine. So it looks really good. And at the time, I know I'm going to enjoy uh, this type of game because I always enjoy like the first party uh, Sony games and just for, from what I've heard about it. But like I say, I'm not playing it because that is what I was meant to play this week. Haven't got to it. What I have been playing this week is Ratchet and Clank. And uh. so I first got into the... Uh, the Ratchet and Clank on the PS4 after coming off The Last of Us Part 2. And as much as I love that game, I just needed a tonal shift. <laughs> uh, so I needed to go in the other direction. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I just needed fun. I just needed something uh, fun. And that game is so fun. It's like it's fun distilled into a CD that you just put into your PlayStation and it just bursts out on the other end. It's just fun from beginning to end. Uh, so naturally, uh, I was aware of the latest one on the PS5. Uh, got that. I'm still pretty early. Yeah, I'm still pretty early. But uh, just, yeah, it's just, it's more of the same. It looks amazing. The whole rift thing that's going on because it allows you to like jump to different worlds. And just as a former engineer, just thinking of how like that works practically in terms of like loading in like different assets instantly. That just interests me because um, I'm weird like that. Um, but yeah, the game itself, just yeah, enjoying this, where the story is is going, and it's just fun. Like the weapons are just so mad. Yeah, <laughs> just like crazy weapons, and each new one does something even crazier. So just enjoying that. And I will say, I've also so I'm not quite on Little Nightmares two, but just to uh, mention, I've completed Little Nightmares one. Given how long it took me to finish that, be a while till I get to Little Nightmares two. <laughs> Uh, I have like this weird thing where I just takes me a long time to play even a five hour game. So nothing weird. Give Nigel a little round of applause. Yeah, completing yeah. game like <laughs> definitely yeah. an achievement. <laughs> <laughs> this year, I'm trying to finish games as many as I can, like two, two more. I will say about like the Ratchet and Clank thing though. I remember when we were watching it at uh, when they announced it. Was it E3 when they showed like the first sort of gameplay trailer of it? I think yeah, it was like E3 or the thing. Sony Showcase. Oh, it might have been the Sony yeah. Showcase actually. Yeah, it might have been when uh, like I remember being so amazed when they did the the portal and then he just jumped in and then it was the completely like environment. It was all the environment from a completely different perspective. Like that is just, it's just magic at this point. Like yeah, it's just it really pure is. magic how they uh, were able to make this game. Like it's just incredible. No, I agree. And um, Hallie in the chat says, really enjoy the story more than the mechanics. Is that for Ratchet and Clank? For, or um, Horizon, Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh, okay. Yeah. And Paladin also said, I started once and I'm merely on a super extended break. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, me too. That's what I do. <laughs> yeah, um, and even speaking of that diary system, that would be a good thing for Breath of the Wild because that's another one mm -hmm. I'm on a super extended break on. And I went back to it early in the year 
And I was genuinely like, I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. All, all I know is this looked like Link. Other than that, don't know what's going on. Don't know where I got these items from. Who these people are attacking me. I'm going to have to come back to this. But anyway, that's something I'll bring up when I go back to that game on a future future episode. Uh, and I also, I haven't played enough of Horizon to comment on whether that is a true statement story over mechanics. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with it and see what happens nice nice should we go into the main discussion so we're gonna be looking at the big gaming topics that are going around uh, and generally checking on the state of what is now current gen gaming we're gonna move around to the different um, companies different platforms uh, try and talk about each one starting with Microsoft, uh, the one console I don't have. But anyway, we're going to get started with that. <laughs> <laughs> so Microsoft has, in my opinion, I'm very, even though I don't have the console, I'm very intrigued to see how like the next, I guess this holiday season into next year goes because I felt, and we talked about it on our last round table, which was before E3, that Microsoft had the most to prove in this generation at least that was my uh, opinion and then they had what i think is regarded as a, a pretty good e3 showing obviously they've acquired bethesda or zenimax and uh, bethesda comes as part of the package and this holiday season they have one big game to come out halo infinite uh, so tazzy i know you're a halo fan how excited are you for halo very like very excited okay <laughs> i can't wait i actually need to go back and like well i don't need to but i would like to play through the whole collection again again oh wow but i'm not really pushing myself to do that because like uh, maybe i'll try if someone will play it with me but i'm so excited like it's gonna be massive apparently yeah all right so the, the thing that intrigues me about uh, halo because we've seen the multiplayer uh, they've shown that, that, which is free to play, looks cool. They haven't shown the single player, unless that news is broke while we're on stream. Um, they haven't shown much of the single player. And by the way, is, is anyone else like looking out for Halo? I'm just checking the temperature of the of the panel here. I wish I was, because I like to have a broad sense of things, but it's just because I, I've always been PlayStation, which is sad. <laughs> I do like Master Chief. Yeah, I'm similar. Okay. Haley in the chat is uh, looking out for it. So I played the first couple. I think I played the third one. And I, that was when I had an Xbox and then I switched over uh, to PlayStation and I've kind of missed out. But I am intrigued. But with the single player, because when they first showed it, uh, I don't know if anyone remembers, but I didn't have the best showing. And they then announced that they had to extend it and then to work on it. Is it a worry? Um, and I'll put this to Tazzy that you haven't seen the single player. Or do you only care about the multiplayer? Uh, I only care about the single player, actually. I don't really play Halo. I've never really played Halo multiplayer. I don't really play shooter, multiplayer shooters anymore. I care about... I love the Halo story and I love the Halo characters. Um, the fact that they... If they do show single player cam uh, like the campaign, I'm, I don't really like to watch too much anyway because I don't want spoilers. <laughs> I don't like anything. I don't like hints. I've already had like enough hint. I'm like, 
from the little sort of trailer that they played, I was like, is this what's going to happen? And I like, I'm trying to guess and figure stuff out based on like previous things that have happened. And, and I'm like, okay, I don't want any more information because I don't want to guess it right. <laughs> oh, okay. You don't want to put those pieces together. <laughs> I don't want the clues because I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to figure it out before I've experienced it. But I also feel like, I don't know if they're just being kind of like, um, I don't know the word for it because everyone, because so many people like kicked up such a fuss about the single player they showed before that they're like, well, do you know what? We're just not going to show you anything now. <laughs> oh, it's a bit of like, yeah, <laughs> you didn't appreciate the first time. Well, we're not going to show you. We're not going to show you anything now. We're not going to give you the chance to, to like have that thing. And like, I personally didn't have a massive problem with the, what they showed originally. It just looked like a different style than what has previously been shown and i'm not a big like oh my god everything should look realistic especially in a game that's based on a completely unrealistic setting <laughs> i'm like uh, that doesn't that doesn't bother me i'm like okay. i want to play a good game mm. i'm a nintendo fan as well and <laughs> nintendo isn't yeah so you know about, like, it doesn't need to look <laughs> but it's known for making amazing games <laughs> So, and they had the grapple, man, to be fair. I was like, completely, <laughs> I really want to know how the grapple fits into to a, a campaign with Master Chief. Uh, I love grapples in games. So that really hyped me up a bit too much, maybe. <laughs> I have this obsession with the grapple now. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because you mentioned the first showing and not being too fussed. And like I said, I, I don't have an Xbox, so uh, it's not skin off my back, but... Uh, when they first showed it, I did look at it and it, it looked okay, but it just looked okay. And my thinking was, this was, you know, at a time all the, well, Sony and Microsoft launching new consoles, that hype cycle, um, get a new thing, get a new thing. And then they showed the game that is going to partly sell the new thing. And it kind of looked adequate, I would say. So that was my only thing is like, if you're, if this is going to be your main system seller, then it's got to impress and it didn't necessarily impress. And it's not to say it won't be a good game. I fully expect like from what I remember playing of Halo, it will be a good game. But as that showpiece thing, I felt it could look better. So uh, I'm kind of looking out for what they're going to show in a single player because I, I still think they have a little bit to prove with Halo. Having said that though, and like I mentioned, we're going to check in with like the state of uh, current gen and the different strategies that each of the consoles are taking. In in the notes I collected, it's shown that the Xbox Series X and S sales have increased 16% in the second quarter of this year. And it seems that even without Halo, Microsoft are doing well, pretty well. So can I just... Sorry, before you ask your question, can I just say one thing about Halo as well? Halo Go ahead. Dirt. So one of the other reasons why I wasn't like so fussed the gra graphically is because they kept saying like, this is going to be a big open world game. And the thing that I'm concerned about now that everyone complained about the graphics is that it's going to make it less open world and have a, a destiny effect when that first launched. And where it was mm -hmm. like, you're going to be able to explore everywhere. And then it's going to be like, well, we kind of had to roll back on the being well. able to explore everywhere because you wanted good yeah. graphics. And then I'll be like, oh. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, please proceed to your question. 
No, I was just going to say, um, so after the Xbox 3 or Xbox One, kind of Xbox 360 was a great success, I think compared to PlayStation 4, Xbox One didn't do as well. So my question is, are Microsoft taking the right approach and are they back to the, the higher tier uh, perception they were in the Xbox 360 day, days? What do, you, what do you all think? Yeah, like I'd say like they're they're tapping into a really good crowd in the sense of like the Game Pass. Like that's all I hear about with Xbox is the Game Pass. Like everybody is just so in love with how how Xbox is treating their customers in that sense. Like when PlayStation got rid of their backwards compatibility, it was a really big like it, it almost kind of felt like an attack on the fan base like even though like I, I know that's a bit dramatic but like a lot of us were really upset because we just sort of thought like that's a low blow to make us like buy all of the games that we already have in our collection digitally again because y'all want to take away the the backwards compatibility type of thing so i think like xbox has really gone back on that and said like you know no it's fine like you can have access to all these games and we really appreciate that you had the time you bought these games in the past just you know pay this sort of monthly fee or whatever and then you can have access to so many games in our catalog and um i think that that is that it was a really good move on that part on their part but like in terms of sort of exclusives I think it's just really hard to compete with Sony at the moment, just in the sense of like Spider-Man and, you know, like um, The Last of Us. And I know obviously like The Last of Us 2 kind of put the period in it, but like, I mean, Horizon Zero Dawn, like there's so many, there's so a God of War, like there's so many good games on the horizon for PlayStation, but Correct me if I'm wrong, is uh, the one game that really interests me about uh, Microsoft. Senwa's, uh, Sen, Senwa's, uh, oh, Hellblade. oh, I'm losing. Yes. Hellblade Senwa's that, is that Is that exclusive to Xbox? Uh, I don't think it is. Or, or PC. Because I was going to say, like, that, that is the one game that I'm like, I actually want to get an Xbox <laughs> for. Which is like crazy, but I just, I, I, that whole game just sounds it, incredible to me. And I've always heard really good things. And I know the second one's coming out and I'm just like, do I, do I think it's worth it to just, to just, you know, go get it? Maybe. I don't but yeah. think it even is an exclusive. I'm pretty sure it's really? on PlayStation. Yeah. Oh, oh well, then I'll get it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's an amazing game. I haven't completed it because it is. I'm like a big empath and even if you're not an empath like this game will make you feel empathy like yeah it really puts you in someone else's shoes and makes you feel like you are going through someone else's trauma yeah no completely uh, okay so the next one's going to be exclusive it might be a timed exclusive maybe that was it Senwa's mm. sacrifice the first one might have been a timed exclusive and now this one the next one's going to be exclusive to series x and series s so I'm, I might need to, might need to get it. How about you, Leia? I've, you mentioned you're not a shooter fan. What do you think about Xbox, Microsoft? Do you have an Xbox? 
I used to. If we're going down memory lane, it was an Xbox 360. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> that was also the last Xbox I, I owned. found the other day. It's just there. Uh, but no, I made the switch to PlayStation simply because PlayStation's exclusives were more appealing to me and the type of games that I like to play. There's like constantly this thing, Xbox v PlayStation, and it's really hard to like pick one because they both have their pluses. I think it's fortunate for me is I get the Game Pass and I play the games, the Xbox games that I want through my PlayStation. So I kind of have that happy balance between the two. But I made the switch from Xbox to my PlayStation simply because the exclusives and, you know, just going back to the first solo console I had by myself, I didn't have to share with anybody. It just was just cool to just have my PlayStation back. And, um, yeah, I definitely think PlayStation might be pushing ahead a little bit, though, with their exclusives, just a little bit. Okay, I might agree, but I guess that's why you buy uh, Bethesda, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, get some exclusive. We need some exclusives. Okay, we are we are Microsoft. We are one of the biggest companies in the world. We'll just buy some exclusives. Uh, what do you think, Andy? I think Microsoft are absolutely doing the right thing. You've seen how the Xbox One against the ps4 and xbox really had a plan going into this generation everything from the e3 i think it was the best showcase ever this past year mm. i think they doubled down on what has worked for them game pass i think it's it's not even arguable at this point it's the best deal in gaming today <laughs> it is you can get a series s and a game pass and you don't have to worry about games anymore i think it's a great strategy for them, and I think it's going to win them a lot of goodwill with consumers. I think the only barrier now with gamers is money. I don't think gamers now consider console war like we did back when it was PS3 and Xbox 360. I think now a lot of gamers are just trying to get as many games as possible. People like FIFA, people like NHL, people like all different types of games. And as long as their machine allows them to play the games that they want, they don't really care what colors are on there. And I think that's the way forward. I, I, I think I, some people do, but yeah, I think joke. <laughs> so, there's always going to be some there's always, though, yeah. there? there's always going to be. Yeah. People I will think, die on the hill. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. I, I think now more, more like the average person is now looking for the games that they're going to get on their console. Uh, games mm. sell consoles, in my opinion. You've heard it in this discussion here. People have got PlayStations because of God of War, because of Last of Us, because of Spider-Man. To put it bluntly, Xbox can't compete with single-player exclusives. But they are doing the right thing with, you know, rounding up good captains, as you've mentioned, Zenimax, Bethesda, and they've got quite a few other studios as well under their banner now. They know that exclusives is the way to sell consoles to, like, casuals and families. So I think they're doing the right thing 100 percent. funny that you should say that playstation sell to casuals and families because i think xbox are actually the ones that sell to casuals and families because you have to be a very specific type of gamer to buy a console for the exclusives of playstation you have to enjoy cinematic single player story driven games you say that <laughs> my daughter's favorite game is astro's playroom oh that's a good 100%. game. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> and that's free. PlayStation have a stronger relationship with 
like consumers because the brand has been out longer than Xbox, for example. So I I would say that they still have a strong foothold in like the family household. So yeah, but going forward, they have like a brand like yeah, PlayStation's an older name. But I don't necessarily think it's it's wholly a casual gamer thing. I feel like Xbox oh, no. are I feel like Xbox are the one that are going forward that's the market they're really or one of the markets that are really hitting that PlayStation doesn't necessarily fully hit because a lot to do with Game Pass and with the the Series S. Like, everyone thinks I'm like this diehard Xbox fan. I've actually, <laughs> I, I switched to Xbox during Xbox One because I wanted to play the most games in it. They were cheap. It was cheaper to buy games on Xbox and have more games. Sure, if you yeah. don't want to have, if you don't care about exclusives or having games that are like brand new, it was way cheap. And back then it was like games of gold. So I was always, yeah. Uh, but I was PS1, PS2, PS3. Well, PS1, GameCube. <laughs> <laughs> then ps3 oh, let's not forget we <laughs> so like i'm like i just want all the games on all the consoles like just yeah. give it to me yeah. all i don't want to be missing out <laughs> i know and it's just what what and i think it is a case of now that it's less about the tag and more about what you want to play and it's before a massive thing about like shifting consoles was who else has that console so i used to work in like an electronics store and the massive thing, like parents would come in and they'd be like, oh, my kid says it has to be a PlayStation or it has to be an Xbox because all their friends are on PlayStation or Xbox. And then it was like, and but now like with crossplay, we're like really breaking down barriers. And it's just a case of whose console is available and who whose is affordable. I do think that this generation is one where all three maybe four, we'll get to uh, five a bit later, <laughs> but all three of the major ones can can win, like whatever win means. And I'm going to take off like my PlayStation hat uh, for this stream. So I'm going to try and be measured and uh, balanced. But what I will say about Microsoft is, I think they're in that space where the, the corporate interests match with the consumer benefit because Microsoft as a company uh, since, well, since, Bill Gates left and uh, they went through sort of different uh, CEOs. They've adopted a, like a cloud strategy. So everything everything is pushed to the cl cloud. So when that filters down to uh, Xbox, they care more about Game Pass. And I think that's why we've seen what is, like Andy said, it's like, it's, you can't deny that, <laughs> that yeah. uh, kind of deal. Um, and it benefits consumers. And it also matches with their strategy of, we don't necessarily care where you play it, it's fine if you play it on this generation, last generation PC, as long as you are giving or us mobile. that. Mobile. Yeah, yeah, mobile as well. As long as you're giving us that monthly income uh, as a business, we are cool. So I think, yeah, all three can win and we're going to come onto PlayStation. But I do think in the back of my mind, I'm like, the, the Game Pass deal is so good. It's going to get to a point where people are just, if not already, people are just looking over at Sony and like, well... What have you got? Yeah. <laughs> what already what doing you got? That. I, yeah, and I just feel that yeah. at some point they're gonna break. I think they they're gonna have to because at, at some point you can't just have Microsoft going like Halo Day One, like no extra cost. This game Star is it Starfield next year, yeah. the big Bethesda. Yeah, Day One Game Pass and Sony are charging seventy pounds for the latest games. I already paid that for Ratchet and Clank, so I'm not necessarily 
well i was complaining at the time that did hurt but still it's just going to be like uh hey what have you got sony so struggle to pay like the 50 quid that nintendo charge for games yeah nintendo is like the best let alone like 70 especially as someone that doesn't complete games like it's (laughs) i mean it saved my pile of shame from getting too much bigger to be fair it does slow that down doesn't it it (laughs) slows the income considerably (laughs) which is good you think about that But yeah, so I think, yeah, Microsoft have, uh, like Andy said, has a strategy there. It's working for them. Uh, and I think it's going to it's gonna change kind of how we perceive like access to games, pricing uh, for games for good. And in other ways, actually mostly for good. I think it's a good thing. There are other people doing different ways that might not be so good, but we might get to that uh, as well. So I might have to actually pick up my PlayStation hat and put that on as we go into and uh, talk about PlayStation. Um, should we check in with chat real quick before we? Yeah. Because uh, I feel like there's some interesting comments here. Eastside Nelly says, "I work for Microsoft, and I still, I'm still on my PS4." No. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to know what what uh, games specifically uh you're enjoying on there 70 pounds for a ps5 game no for me honestly yeah it's tough painful it is it is i mean honestly like i'm not getting through returnal this year like that game i've spent so much time trying to get through it because it's a roguelike and yeah it's gonna make this the 70 pounds is gonna be for like the year and a half because it's so hard (laughs) So, like, I'm justifying it from that. But if it was, like, a, like, five-hour experience where I'm just, like, one and done, I would be a bit pissed off. But but because it's just kicking my ass, I'm kind of like, okay, that's fine. Mm. I accept it. It does really change your perception of, like, value in gaming when, mm. when you're paying 70 pounds. And it really is, like, a... Do do I want this game really? And like, and how much do I want this game? Just I don't know. stick to hard games, and then you will never finish it, and it's great. <laughs> you always stick get value. Stick to tough one. Oh, I I wish I could like stick <laughs> to a game, but I just get yeah. bored. Like it's not even yeah. a case of the game being good or whatever. It's just like oh, I want a change of pace. Like I know I play games for different things. I just haven't picked up Returnal in like months, but I will do eventually, but it's still there. <laughs> Let's see if there's any other good comments here. I think this is about Halo, but really, really fun games and even better couch co-op experiences. Couch co-op is something that is a dying breed. It yeah, really that is, is actually how I finished Halo. Especially like mm. campaign games. Yeah, like I love playing through a good story game with someone. Yeah. Like I don't I don't want to be competing against them. I don't want like a mini game. I want a full blown story driven campaign to play with someone. <laughs> Let's get more of those, please. <laughs> I doubt. I doubt it's gonna happen. Yeah, there are tons of PS5 games I really want to play, but and will eventually get to, but the Xbox is better value for money. 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 <laughs> money. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, and then just one more from Sleepy Ninja. As an Xbox person, unfortunately, I agree, PlayStation has way more exclusives. I think that's an inarguable point. 
to PlayStation is it has way more exclusives. All of us that play, like all the PlayStation fans are just kind of like, yeah. (laughs) 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 Why? Yeah, It Takes Two is a great, great, great game. Oh, I need to play that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's only co-op though. (laughs) So I've not completed it because my co-op partner for that (laughs) is like trying to get... (laughs) You just need a duplicator machine, like just somebody to just be like there. Um, yeah, so let's let's get into the the PlayStation side of the discussion then. Keep it nice and balanced. So PlayStation obviously coming off PS4, which is the definite winner of that generation, and easing into PS5 with uh, £70 games. <laughs> And a bunch of exclusives, as we said, that are coming up over the next year or so. PlayStation, uh, yeah, because they backed away from E3, so they had their own showcase in September, uh, which I I watched, and I was very, I was happy. I was happy by the end. I was like, yep, cool. Looking at my PS5, yep, we're we're in this, <laughs> um, we're ready. So uh, a few things we're that teammates. stood out. Yeah, yeah, we just uh, high fived. It was all good, and. Uh, <laughs> They have to add that. Can they add that? Like just a high five mechanic that you could just high five your console. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever there's a good thing. good showcase. Be in like in in the uh Astro's playroom, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so good. Uh, Sorry. No, it's cool. It's uh, yeah. So I, I was just saying that there's a few things. I mean, there's a lot that stood out to me. Uh, interestingly, one was the first thing they showed is like a remaster, no remake. I think it's a remake of Knights of the Old Republic. Remake, yeah. It's oh, a remake, which I I'm loved. So I don't know if any of you excited. played the, those games. I'm so excited. I'm so not. excited to yeah. be a Jedi. If you I'm haven't so played those games, <laughs> I recommend it because the, I, I I love those games. I'm not even necessarily the biggest Star Wars fans, but those yeah. were really good games. And we actually had uh, Michael Chu uh, on our podcast uh, at some point. We'll, we can find a link for that and, and put that in. But he was the, uh, the writer on Knights of the Old Republic 2. And he was oh, uh, telling us about that process. And um, yeah, so I'm excited for that. But then looking ahead... To, to newer games or you know, sequels and uh, things. They showed like uh, Wolverine, that was a surprise. Spider-Man 2 with two Spider-Man and Venom also, that was expected, still great to see. And God of War, which uh, just shut everything down for me. Like that is, uh, uh, they didn't give a date for that, but whatever that date is, like leave me alone. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, like Tazzy, I know you've got this. Um, I know you've got this, like, you know, I like playing with other people in the narrative games. Leave me alone. This is between me and this game. <laughs> when this comes out, this is... Uh, me and Kratos. Me and Kratos. Ever. Atreus. Um, who, for some reason, I feel like I'm not going to like in this game, but uh, that's by the by. But yeah, I'm so looking forward uh, to the next God of War. Like, I'm just I'm just in. Whatever it is, uh, I'm there for it. Was there anything else in the showcase that Sony showed that stood out to people? Apart from God of War, which I'll just assume is everyone else's answer as well. How about you, Leah? Just God of War. God of War really, it blew me away. So um, I think I'm with you on that. Just let me be in my corner and play. Exactly right. We don't need people. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really looking forward to it. Um, We finished uh, the most recent God of War on my stream not too long ago. Atreus 
otherwise known as boy when boy, it became yeah. <laughs> <laughs> boy. it was it was kind of 50 50 on whether people liked him or not um but uh yeah no the the new god of war i'm definitely looking forward to it this is probably gonna frustrate me again yeah but um yeah just seeing it and obviously the shock of <laughs> certain characters um <laughs> definitely blew me away so i'm really looking forward to that um for that to come out and drop do you think a, like every copy of god of war should just also come with a bottle of wine like just to <laughs> like fully yes. embrace the mom parent nature that oh, comes with then. having to cart around a child <laughs> It should just come with a <laughs> bottle of alcohol of your choice. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. That is the, the of your choice. The or any game. perhaps a spa day. Just something. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. And uh Mini Midas has said uh forced forsaken forsaken forspoken forspoken everybody thinks it's forsaken but it's forspoken forspoken it sounds like it feels weird i don't know why it just feels like a weird name but the game looks pretty cool no i'm stoked because it's um i mean everybody's theory is that it's uh so the director of final fantasy 15 hajime tabata um he was working on a project with luminous engine which is what who's making uh for spoken under square enix and so everybody's sort of assuming that this was his game this was his project before he left which he left like sort of partway through production a few maybe a couple years ago to start up his own studio where he's actually made a mobile game about uh the paralympics which is really cool like totally check him out like he's he's trying to do really good things for really good things for people but uh for spoken uh, yeah i just it just feels like such an interesting approach as different approach for square enix considering the cast that they've had in the past like actually having a poc as the main character and a woman as well like it she just seems awesome and a lot of the mechanics look very final fantasy 15 like and it seems like they're using some assets that are similar. So now I'm I'm really stoked. I mean, I'm a massive Final Fantasy fan, so this is like my bread and butter right here. Just, I hadn't seen it, so I'm just like watching through the trailer, and it does look amazing. Yeah. It looks like, because we, we've seen the Unreal Engine, Unreal 5 engine, and it, it looks like a, a step towards that, uh, that kind of true next gen, because I feel we're still in the... Uh, sort of mid in between generations uh, and it won't be until like maybe a year two years until we see like the games that can only be done on a ps5 can only be done on a xbox uh, series x and that feels like a, a step in that direction so uh, yeah name aside that is something that uh, i'm interested to uh, see and um just to come to back to god of war not just because i want to gush over that game but you mentioned having a character um a person of color as a character uh, and a woman of uh, color and I know with the God of War reveal, which they, they showed a lot. And then at the end, they they showed a new character whose name I'm not going to try and pronounce because I will <laughs> I will butcher that. But uh, yeah. they, they showed a uh, black female character. And sadly and predictably, there was uh, a lot of negative reaction to that. 
But what I want to put, I'm going to put this link in the chat because the, I think the head writer had a great breakdown of that kind of negative reaction from people, which I couldn't, I mean, I, you know, it kind of, we know where it comes from, but I just can't understand in a game that is already taking creative license with um, Norse mythology, um, one having a, a Greek uh, god in a Norse mythology game having characters that are all different shades of color but then when it comes to like a a black character then suddenly that's that's stretching things too far um <laughs> yeah. but I just put that tweet it's a uh, twitter thread in there because I think it's just a great uh, kind of response to that kind of negative reaction uh, and it was very interesting around the time of the uh of the showcase on that game I did a uh, I did a talk at CCP games about diversity and that came up and CCP Games, Icelandic company. So one of the, the people in there kind of uh, stood up and said that sort of responding to some of the criticism of there are no black people in that in that time is like, I'm I'm from there. And there were. <laughs> so <laughs> even like historically it is. Yeah. So check out that uh, Twitter thread. I just wanted to make sure I mentioned that that one as well. So. One of the things I have in mind for PlayStation, and I'm just going to put this out there, it hasn't yet borne out, but I wonder, because I'm just looking at the way that cycles have, have gone with consoles. And we've seen, uh, like we talked about Xbox 360, um, at the same time we had the PS3, which didn't do so well. Sony then kind of made amends uh, with the PS4. Microsoft took some stumbles with the Xbox One. Uh, I feel now there's a bit of, I'm going to say arrogance, for lack of a better word, <laughs> on Sony's part. Uh, Lauren, you already you mentioned the the backwards um, backwards compatibility. Is there a risk of Sony being too confident off the back of PS4, uh, whereas Microsoft yeah. being the underdogs of last generation coming into this and and giving really working to earn that trust back? Yeah, I, I definitely, I definitely do. I mean, like it was pretty, it was pretty bold for them to just be like, by the way, we're not coming to E3 anymore as well. Like that was kind of like the first sort of like step aside, everyone. I'm Sony <laughs> and I'm not coming here for y'all anymore. I'm sorry. You know, like leave me my trailer. I need another Prosecco because <laughs> that's how PlayStation talks in my mind. But there is a bit of nervousness about it and like i think it's absolutely right to call playstation out on like the fact that why are they not adapting to what consumers want in the sense of like the games pass type thing like i don't know if it's an issue necessarily with uh i i feel like it might be a japan issue um i think that the way that they the way that japanese centric companies do business is a lot different to the way that we sort of have been doing it in the west and that that might be wrong like that might be completely wrong but i it does feel like there's this weird disconnect of like of what profitability means and what it means to have happy consumers if that makes sense and yeah. i don't think sony's quite sony the just you know the console way i don't think they're quite there yet where they understand that like you can have happy customers as well as like success it, you know it's just <laughs> imagine that happy customers you don't have to just i always say you don't have to treat us like a purse essentially but yeah 
Yeah, no, I get that. And what the world does everyone else think in terms of like the way Sony's approaching this generation so far? I think cocky is the perfect word to describe it. Mm. I think they know they've been successful with the PS4. To be honest, they know they don't need to try hard to get people to buy their console. Isn't that ah? Oh, that's so mad that to have that, especially after because this is the same company that you know when the PS3 came out. I I do remember. On the one executive coming out and saying you know because the response was it's it's expensive and the response was back from them was that people will work two jobs to get it and then having that kind of strategy seeing that fail working back up to ps4 it seems mad to go back to the same it wasn't that long ago to go back to the same mentality if that's what they are doing yeah i think it's yeah you're right it's a mentality thing i think people who are in charge of running big companies like that don't understand what it is to work, you know, the, the daily struggle, working class people. Not everyone has the, 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 the luxury of being able to work two jobs to afford. Yeah, I know. Right? So, <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, people are already working two jobs just to like yeah. get food on the yeah. table and support their families <laughs> or themselves in some cases, literally just on their own. Yeah. This is one of the most, like, speaking for the UK, it's one of the most expensive countries to live in. It's, it, mm. we have a lot of, of um, priorities. And while we all love games, gaming isn't more important to us than, you know, a roof over our heads. So we are going to prioritize accordingly. I think it is very important to call out things and people that we are big fans of, including PlayStation. And I think they are making some decisions that they might come to regret Backwards compatibility is something that just should be. There, there's no excuse. There is the technology for it since the PS2. There is no excuse to not have backwards compatibility. And people should be able to enjoy games without having to pay again on the new console. It, that's ridiculous to me. And I don't know if we're going to touch on it here, but there's a strategy that they want to like remake games that have been successful already. So like The Last of Us is another project that they want to re-release because they know it's a cash cow. And that's a really dangerous strategy because a lot of people have played The Last of Us and not everyone wants to go through that experience again. So <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a big risk to like throw all your chips on to like the big games that have worked, you know, three, five, seven years ago. I think they need to rethink their strategy, to be honest. Well, I totally get that. And especially with like The Last of Us remaster, remake, re- I can't get the words. Well, get one of those. Between yeah, the two. it's <laughs> one of those. They're bringing it out again. It's not that old, but because they've got and the show coming out and they've already done a, yeah, they've already done a <laughs> remaster. So it kind of makes you wonder like what that approach is. And with them seeming to be doubling down on what admittedly are very good single player narrative like high production value games, but maybe missing some of the, yeah, some of the other things that are going on uh, around gaming. Having said that, I'm, I'm going to pay whatever it is for God of War. Uh, that's the one mm. uh, thing, but... Um, They're going to bump it up just to 80 quid just for you, Nigel. It's, it's a blank check. It's a blank check. <laughs> it's going on. I was going to say. <laughs> just write your number down. <laughs> I will say, though, like, I... Even though, like the la- like the Last of Us was originally released on the PlayStation Three, right? Like it was like that. That was a long time ago. I had no problem with rebuying uh, Demon Souls because, like, that was out on the PlayStation Three as well, and it 
did need a lot of love. It was the first game that From Software had that was like massively like it wasn't massively successful to start with, but like they didn't have a lot of money to throw at it and it didn't do very well initially until it just got cult status and then became sort of the Dark Souls souls series that we know and love today so seeing that remade was fantastic and then the other remake was um near so i'm a massive fan of near gestalt back when the playstation 3 came out i know that game looks like crap but the story is incredible and i'm so happy that so many people have had to been able to experience it now because actually you can't even get that game anymore really on the playstation 3 it's like out completely out of production like you you just can't get it so like for those kind of games like i can see what the upgrade would be for that like i don't know if i see it as much for the last of us like that does like that might not be such a big jump but like for me like buying the near remaster and then buying the demon soul remaster was like an an understandable slash necessary thing, especially considering that like the Demon Souls servers servers were shut down as well on the PlayStation Three. So for like those kind of games, I can see, I can see why it would be a good idea because like with Demon Souls, you can't you can't play with your friends anymore on the PlayStation Three version. It's just it they they shut everything down. So, um, but. I, I I love Demon Souls is my favorite of all of them. So I'd be I, I want to play it again. They got me hooked. They got me hooked. They they sold it to me. I am not above remasters mm. and remakes, but I feel like Sony's approach is very questionable at the moment. I get that like that. So for me, obviously, I'm trying to just look from an outsider because I'm not. I'm not like massively driven by single player narratives, but like Last of Us is an amazing game and playing it on the PS3, trust me, still holds up. Like it holds up. I don't see why you'd want, like there's no need, like it doesn't need a remake at all. Unless you have a series coming out that's going to introduce the game to a whole new uh, yeah, of but then if they yeah. had backwards compatibility, the remastered version would just <laughs> be, you know, the perfectly fine game that doesn't necessarily. There's a couple of uh, quality of life things that can be added from Last of Us Two um, onto the first Last of Us, but really, there's not much. And didn't they like drop Days Gone Two for? Yeah, I don't know if it was a direct one for one, but I think it. No, I think it was actually wasn't. It? it was a we're shifting. I'm pretty sure it was uh, like we're shifting. Yeah, no, it was. Yeah, <laughs> it was. And we're just going to focus back. on yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, where like I've not played um, Days Gone, but I've heard, and not many people have played it. But the people that mm. have, I've heard like great things. It just needs more love. <laughs> yeah. Which a second one would have done, and it, they could have had like a new amazing. In- anyway. Yeah. Although to be fair, you can probably if you had the PlayStation 4 version, you could play that on the PlayStation 5. Yeah. Cuz you can play any PlayStation yeah, 4 yeah, game pretty much on the PlayStation 5. 5. Yeah. 
again oh, yeah. so why does last of us need a need a we need to get a great. sony executive on one of these <laughs> i know it's why are you doing the things that you're doing yeah it's a great remaking games that genuinely do need like that resurrecting and that yeah fixes and then letting like you said like a whole new load of people can experience the game refreshes it um yeah like it just seems so and even the fact like the playstation backwards compatible thing it's like they're trying to not tell people mm. like they're like we're, we're backwards compatible <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> so let people yeah. go out and buy a new console but, could, yeah, yeah yeah like it's just not very it's not very n- nice it doesn't feel nice yeah. to be kind of like yeah yeah because <laughs> like i was yeah, very yeah. much like into getting a ps5 like when the when uh the ps5 was i was i was like okay like i could i missed the playstation 4 at that point i didn't have one um so i was like oh maybe i'll just jump straight to a playstation 5 i hate not having all the consoles like i literally have there's consoles everywhere in my house um, yeah. <laughs> a little bit of a console addict <laughs> um but then like it was like the miss i just didn't know what was going on with it and i was like i feel so I feel like I feel not quite lied to, but misdirected to the point where I'm like, I'm just going to stay here at Xbox and not shift for a while. Yeah. And I now I'm like, understandable. I'm like, I'm just going to wait for a slim that's inevitably going to come oh, out. Oh, yeah, that's coming. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. my of gosh. Course. Of because course. it's also the size of my leg. Like, I my know. Leg. <laughs> like, I know. It's ridiculous. It actually is ridiculous. <laughs> It's such an inconvenient mount of brick. They were like, we want to, we want everyone to know that we are in your room. Like when you yes, have friends around, we want them yeah. to, <laughs> to ask, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> it's art. <laughs> what do you think, Leo? What do you think about the, the Sony strategy going in? Or now we're in this, this generation. Just kind of to echo everyone. I think it's questionable. I think it's risky this approach that they're taking i think it's really risky i think if they're gonna do it they need to do it with games that actually require that type of tlc there isn't it almost seems redundant to do it on a game that doesn't need it it's it's just like well this game sold a lot this this year so let's remaster it make it 4k and sneak it back on the shelves again and see what it does like i it's it's kind of above me. I don't know. I just <laughs> I don't really know. I just feel like if you're gonna do it, do it with a game that people actually really really loved and a game that really needs that type of resurrection. There isn't any point. It's just a waste of talent, a waste of resources and finances and stuff to do it on a game that doesn't require that you know that type of love. So I mean. We'll see if it works for them. If it doesn't, I'll have to go buy me an Xbox. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Heard it here first. <laughs> they'll just keep updating plays, uh, Grand Theft Auto Five. Like, right? oh like, keep making it look prettier. Somewhere very far away, a Microsoft employee's like ear just perked up. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. like, is that is that the sound of another sale? Like. Um, um, GTA 5? Should we go into that? I don't oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's been, what, eight years? 
I know. Nine years? Eight, 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 nine years? Like, GTA 5, that's the definition of it. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Literally. Oh, incredible. GTA 5 is the, the definition of like, not even games as a service, singular game as yeah. one service. <laughs> 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 Lifetime service. I think what really helped GTA is the roleplay servers as well. That really, really helped them. The roleplay servers, I think, Say kind that, of but it sells on kept console. it going some. Okay, you I can't have roleplay. console. I can't have roleplay. Yeah. <laughs> that. I can only explain PC. <laughs> we can't explain the console thing because me personally, I have I have GTA on my PC and my my PlayStation. The only time. I open it up on PlayStation to go to the casino, get my free spin, and leave. That's it. That's all I do. <laughs> I love that. It's like an error. <laughs> I don't see get it. my it's free like spin. Thing. I'm done. It's like every time I'm like that one. That that's been closer to getting the free card. Like that's just it. But for PC, I know that it really perked up, especially on Twitch as well. Like roleplay became this big thing and it was all about what was going to be like a really cool server to be on and etc so i think it really blew up for pc but i i I can't explain any other platform unfortunately i just can't (laughs) i'm still surprised i can't explain it i'm not like a analyst or someone that works or i don't know but i think it's the fact that they constantly release stuff on it yeah they just had the um the tuna chip update didn't they yeah and the, raid, the underground racing or or something yeah yeah i yeah, think yeah. they had that that i think that's the most recent one and they're still doing events and there's new missions and stuff so i guess i don't know it's never gonna die it's a phenomenon it's never gonna also, die a lot of the new missions that they are bringing out you can actually do them solo you don't need to have like a whole heist crew with you. You can go and do a heist by yourself. So you don't oh, have okay. to wait for other people to join. So I think that's another another thing because a lot of the older heists you needed like four, like three other people, sorry, to to do it with you. But some of the newer ones you can just go and do it by yourself. And I guess maybe that is part of the I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Some kind of voodoo magic. I'm just surprised game. it's still breathing at this moment. That is called saving your money. Literally. And investing it into Grand Theft Auto V. Because it's still a great game. Um, I actually, when I first got GTA, I never finished the story. I only finished the story this year, like beginning to end. Um, Trevor's controls are a little bit weird, but we won't go into that. But um, we like the story is still really great. It's still... You know, it's still awesome, but I'm just still really surprised that GTA 5 is just really still going as strong as it is. And they've it's actually released GTA 5 online now as a separate thing. Separate right? thing. Oh, wow. Mm. So it's like, yeah, it really is taking off. It's of really course, going. <laughs> they're updating the, um, bringing out update for the new generation console and graphics cards so that's crazy i mean it's really amazing like how long how long it's been like since there's been even another contender to gta 5 like in like saints row we're we're doing it back in the day and obviously there's going to be a new saints row now but they were kind of like the equivalent i mean 
and then they just kind of stopped yeah and you're just like oh okay and that was like years ago like we're talking like almost a decade ago that that happened like they've had no real competition in a direct sense which is just it's just crazy it's really the only competition has been themselves with like at the most it's like a distraction with red dead online (laughs) and then they just add missions from both games that you like if you play a mission on gta 5 you get something from red dead online and vice versa so yeah like literally they've done so well yeah they they have done they've done really well with it and even red dead has like a an online rp life as well so it's just it's just another thing they need a space one now like they've done the wild west yeah, oh, done, do like, like you know gta just have one in space and then we've covered everything yeah. dominate, dominate at every <laughs> every level literally and figuratively um, yeah. but you know rockstar's games are quite strong as well so mm. oh yeah i love rockstar who's planning to get the the trilogy i actually might i am i, I actually definitely might am. Because Vice City is my favorite. Oh, yes. Uh, one. And I'm, yeah. I love I, I, this I, is exactly yeah. why Vice City yeah. is. I know. Ray Liotta as Tommy Versetti is the greatest casting of history. Just <laughs> perfection. I love it so much. Shall we check in with chat before we talk about Nintendo? And Yes. Definitely. Hallie says Skyrim will never not keep getting remade. Yeah, that is another. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I still have not played it. It's, <laughs> it's on Game Pass now as well. Like, I played it once, killed a whole like town, and then ran away, and then I've not played it. <laughs> <laughs> I started the game and it crashed re- like really early on. Oh, like no. I made my character gone through like the dragon bit in the beginning, and then was I hadn't got to a point where I could save yet. Like this is how early on in the game, and it crashed, and I lost all my character creation. And if anyone. No. If anyone here is like a character creation, but I spend ages yeah, on character creation. That, okay, cool. Yeah, so you all break. understand the pain. My heart just literally break. You obviously didn't do the Thomas the Tank Engine mod, right? No, that looks terrifying. It is amazing. <laughs> Thomas the Tank Engine as the dragon is the greatest thing that the internet has produced. <laughs> So let's have a look at more of chat. Let me try and find some some good comments. Uh, Mini Midas agrees with role playing keeps it popular on Twitch. Definitely, definitely. And it's three generations deep, which is impressive. Impressive. Um, yeah. And hello, everyone that is joining us. If you've joined us halfway through, welcome. Thank you for joining us. What else have we got? I feel like the rest is kind of the previous conversation. So let's, let's, yeah, let's go to Nintendo. All right. So Nintendo are, uh, how to describe Nintendo? <laughs> In their own little realm? N- Nintendo, you know what, Nintendo, have, um, has everyone seen Usual Suspects? 
Yeah. So, all right. So then I won't go into it. Nintendo, Archives of Soze, because <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'll leave it there. <laughs> that's what the I'm saying. The greatest trick the devil ever <laughs> told was to everybody it didn't exist. Because all, all we ever hear about Nintendo, well, from some corners, are they need a more powerful system. Um, why don't the games run as well? Why can't we get uh, more, uh, quote unquote, adult games? What is this OLED Switch thing? We wanted a 4K Switch. And Nintendo are like, we don't even hear you because we are counting this money that we are we're making from selling this console with Joy-Cons that drift. We don't oh, care. Yeah. Just buy new ones. Um, yeah. So Nintendo, yeah. they Nintendo are playing in their own lane and have been, I feel, since the, the GameCube, after the GameCube, and it's doing their own thing. And it is working for them. We've seen since the Switch released in 2017. I mean, it's looking kind of old, but it's still like very, very popular. And even amongst new consoles coming out, it's still um, it's still popular. So Nintendo has sold uh, nearly 90 million Switch consoles, which is amazing uh, to think about. Mm. So apparently that's already more than the PlayStation 3 has sold in its lifetime. So there you go. Do you Just know if a, that number is uh, all is that all Switches? I think that's all Switches, yes. Yeah, so it includes be. Switch Lite and will include the Switch OLED um, and maybe a true Switch Pro if that uh, ever comes. Although Nintendo have like categorically said they did not work or there are no plans for a 4K Switch, but I guess they have to, right? <laughs> it could be a lie. I'd like. Imposter. It could be because you know if you're <laughs> if you're just about to release a new Switch, you're not going to say, "Oh, and we've got a even better one coming out oh. next year." That that just yeah. doesn't make that zero yeah. business uh, sense. So obviously, uh, they're going to uh, say there's nothing else coming. But as a company, you're always working on the next thing. Uh, so just quick show of hands: who has a Switch? Okay, <laughs> 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 there you go, and. Um, <laughs> And that's why Nintendo are winning. So <laughs> <laughs> there's five of them right there. It is there, and uh, yeah, let us know in in the chat as well if you if you also have a Switch. Let us know if you are because what I'm interested in is like we talk about strategy of the of the different companies, and Nintendo are about fun. They've always been about like games <laughs> uh, uh, about fun and. Is this going to work for them? Because we now have a new Switch OLED that is is not quite the Switch 4K some people are looking for, but it will attract new buyers. It does look better by all accounts, but it's still the same internal hardware. So my thing is, when it comes to Nintendo, I don't care too much about graphics because I, I go for a, a different thing. But I do sometimes wonder why Nintendo can't just make a little bit better console so that just like takes out the question of graphics. But again, Nintendo, they're winning. So, but yeah, what they do you feel broke, about Don't fix it. <laughs> yeah. I guess so. I guess so. If they, if spend they... all that money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What, yeah. What is the expectation from Nintendo like, right now? Like, what do we, do they just keep doing the same thing? Do we want something more from them? I think they keep doing the same thing. You think so? Nintendo have the perfect strategy. Because when people talk about PlayStation and Xbox, it's always the tone of like we're pitting them against each other. So it's like PlayStation and Xbox are like football teams, and Nintendo is off playing tennis on its own. Yeah. 
and everyone gets together to go watch the tennis. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So they cheer for their favorite football team, and then when that's done, they watch the tennis like you know, hand in hand. And I think that's why that's why Nintendo win. The, the Wii you know, outsold the PS3 and the Xbox 360 by a lot, and people don't talk about that. Nintendo do anything and that is their strategy and it's perfect it works because they don't they're not held to the same you know high standards when it comes to power or hardware they, they have a usp they stick to it and i don't see them changing anytime soon because why would you no. nintendo need to worry financially for like a millennium so yeah. <laughs> yeah. i think that they're looking pretty um comfy and um we were talking about playstation being cocky i think nintendo are cocky personally but I think they earn it though. Yeah. They earn it every time. Yeah, they do kind of know. It's not going to be hurt. You know what they're coming out with? Mario. They're coming out with Zelda. And, you know, people are going to buy them because they are fun games at the baseline function. And that's what a game needs to be fun. And I think what Nintendo do well is console wise, they might not give all the customers what they want. <laughs> they're like, this is the hardware you are getting that is it and i do think the oled is like an improvement on like just little quality of life improvements on the actual console itself so if you was getting if you was new to switch just go straight for the oled because it just has little improvements that make all the difference but something they do well is take feedback on their games little bits that they, they like don't listen to all the feedback they they very you mean much twitter. they don't listen to twitter yeah they don't listen, they don't listen. Oh, no one should. <laughs> they generally take on feedback how feedback should be and be like does this align with what we're trying to does is this feedback relevant and does it align with what we're trying to do have we we've have we failed to provide what we're trying to provide here and as well they take their time with implementing stuff that it's not just like we need to get in because the people asked for it they're like no we're gonna get in but we're gonna make it quality and we're gonna we're gonna think about it which is something like with smash bros the characters that they add in constantly and everyone's so happy every time a character gets yeah. added, added in because they've thought about what their fans want um animal crossing when they added the i mean it should have been there for the start but they added the um hairstyles to then cater to like black hairstyles we got we got a nice little afro puff i like the yeah. two the two, the two uh, space buns. Yeah. oh my yeah. god they are so cute so freaking adorable <laughs> so nice like i was like flawed Aww. <laughs> right um and then even with the pokemon games so we sort of like had pokemon let's go and like people had their qualms with that. And then we got Pokemon Sword and Shield, which then sort of built on everything they'd learned from what the feedback people had given about Let's Go and like obviously the years of Pokemon games <laughs> that have been. And then now we're getting the remakes of Diamond and Pearl, which seem to bring together like classic Pokemon and everything that's sort of been learned from what people enjoy of the new releases on the switch and also Ar arceus Ar arceus arceus yeah arceus, Ar yeah so they have an approach which is like very much on a line but they take feedback that aligns with what they're on rather than being like oh this is what you want here you go here you go which can be a distraction you know what you're getting from to nintendo and i don't think they need to do any graphical updates and i think if they gave into that 
then they'd give it they'd lose their authority nah i agree similar to what i was saying about corporate strategies like lining up like nintendo know who their customer is and sometimes when i look at twitter which i guess is the first mistake but sometimes when i look at (laughs) some of the reaction there it's it's people not understanding the wider kind of corporate strategy because all you have to do is look at nintendo's adverts because any advert will tell you what who a company thinks their consumer is and nintendo are like we're families we are like diverse we're people who might not even consider themselves quote-unquote gamers and we are catering to them and for that audience bringing a new switch with quality of life enhancements with a very good screen that's all you need <laughs> and, and, and that's it we're not like we're not looking for they're not looking for 4k they're not looking for whatever latest storage or ram or whatever speeds or anything just make it look good make fun games um, my kids can play as well that's a big thing it's it's relatively inexpensive we're good um so i think yeah just understanding that that side of it as well but Oh, and I just saw like Sleeping Ninja says Pokemon Unite. Uh, we don't talk about don't Pokemon talk about Unite. That, yeah. No, we don't. No, no. <laughs> we don't talk about that. Yeah. That word's banned. That word's banned from We're still we're still scarred from. Uh, yeah, we don't we don't do that. But um, I because I want to touch on one of the other stories. See if we can pick one before we wrap. But I do want to ask a question of the panel uh, and in chat as well because we did ask last month a question of whether Valve's Steam Deck console will take uh, Nintendo's handheld throne and whether Valve are giving the Switch 4K uh, that people were asking for. So what does the panel think? I mean, like, as far as, like, brand loyalty, I don't... I, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard, isn't it? Because, like, you have such different sides... such different sides of the equation. Like, you have sort of our our sort of crowd which are like older you know older gamers who are like like playing games for the enjoyment and like the sort of i want to say sophisticated but like sort of the more the more adult sophisticated adult yeah we're so sophisticated (laughs) actually like (laughs) but you know what i mean and then you have like the younger generation the families who the parents just want to buy one console for their kids to just like that's what they can afford and also generally unfortunately still there's a lot of parent well not unfortunately but like there's a lot of parents who aren't or who weren't average gamers they maybe played games in the past like i have so many uh, sort of parent friends who are like over the age of 40 and it's like they think oh well i played mario back when i was like 5 but like I haven't touched a console since I was a kid. And so they just want to buy like one console for their kid to just kind of like get them on their way. So like, I don't know. I I feel like it's going to be the more seasoned gamer that's going to be interested in this, in the Steam Deck, unless they can supply something that is as universally loved as games like what Nintendo comes out with. Which they won't because no one does. Yeah, that's just my take on it. How about you, Andy? I think simply put, no. I don't think they're going to touch on Nintendo's market. They have a unique grip upon the market. No one touches them when it comes to family uh, homes, and no one touches them when it comes to handheld consoles. So I, I don't think they're going to, you know, take the throne off them. I think, if anything, they'll take customers who have, like, PlayStations and Xbox, 
because those gamers are the ones or like PC gamers, but those are the ones that care about, you know, RAM and specs and how good a game yeah. looks and being able to take it on the go. I don't think people with a Switch are going to look the other way. I think they could really make a good market for themselves. And I think if Valve look at it that way, I think they could have a very successful release window. Leah, would you agree with that? Or how do you see it? Um, Switch forever. That's just... <laughs> <laughs> <So> like... <laughs> <laughs> just like so simple, just Switch forever. I think it's it's going to be one of those things though, isn't it? Someone feels like they have to compete with what Nintendo has and, you know... Hats off to the person that tries, but my commiserations, I don't know what else. <laughs> Hats off, you know. <laughs> Good luck to you. <laughs> yeah, many like, have tried. You get many a participation medal, but that's about it. Um... <laughs> so, the only thing that I will say competes is, from my perspective, talking with other parents, is Roblox. Roblox, for whatever reason, parents will just stick their kids on it like like forever Roblox isn't just Roblox. for kids i want to just wanna... oh yeah we we know that here on on yeah. on my mother's channel fashion frenzy is amazing <laughs> <laughs> under the anybody under the age of seven should in my opinion not be on roblox unsupervised if i'm honest because yeah. you never know no, what's hiding on there but like roblox is just like i talk uh, parents will i'll say I'm a gamer. Do you play Roblox? And I'm like, mm, no. Uh, do you play Fortnite? No. Minecraft? No. Okay, I can't talk to you anymore. But Roblox is always like the universal one because it's so accessible. Yeah. It's so accessible. You can have it on your iPad and everything. That's like the only real competition. Hallie says, I think the Steam Deck will give people an into PC gaming um, held behind a huge paywall. I don't think it's going to be a direct competitor, but we will be a good door for a lot of core gamers without the funds for a for PC for a gaming PC. And this is what I I also massively agree with this comment. I think this is okay. what the Steam Deck is. It's not yeah. about Xbox players and PlayStation players. I think they will want a Switch because it's like a, every, everyone loves Nintendo, <laughs> and I think that. Um, Family-wise, Nintendo have something that the Steam Deck definitely does not have, and that's the safe, like the safe environment. Nintendo offers yeah, this very secure thing. environment for families and parents, which the Steam Deck definitely does not offer. Because yeah. it is like it's a PC, it's a laptop, it's a handheld laptop, not a. That's really what it is. Like you can, it runs off SteamOS, but you can install Windows on it. Um, it is a Linux. SteamOS is a Linux-based operating system. But in terms of what it is, and I've heard a lot of people who are like that have been using a Switch as like an indie machine. The Steam Deck is kind of appealing to them because they're like, oh, I can have another handheld indie machine, but like with cheaper games. <laughs> yeah, and humble bundle like that's what it offers i'm still in the strong belief that the steam deck's gonna hit a non-gaming community i'm very interested to see the audience for this and the use case like hurley says because you can hook it up to a monitor and a keyboard and everything it's kind of like a a pocket a pocket laptop <laughs> accessibility wise it's definitely yeah. superior than and the think. price yeah, yeah yeah the price is it's very appealing. What does it start at? Three nine nine. 
Um, it's it's down there, but then the, I think the cheapest one is not the same. I think because the other two have SSD drives, like similar to what's in the the next gen consoles. And I think the the cheapest one doesn't have the same speed. I think it doesn't have this. Yeah, but something still, you know, is like slightly slightly lower on performance. So yeah, it's three forty nine for the one without the faster storage, and then four fifty nine for the one that has faster storage. Yeah, so I mean, as far as uh, a laptop's concerned, that's massive. It's a lot cheaper than a really good laptop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot cheaper and optimized for for Steam. So, yeah. like, the, the operating system does look pretty impressive, and you can you can also have Game Pass PC on there if you want, and you can launch, <laughs> you can you can install like I don't know, Origin and Epic. What are the other? pc based <laughs> having control on the handheld console that's pretty freaking awesome mm. yeah so i think yeah there'll, there'll definitely be an audience and um i will yeah i will say for nintendo like those yeah the, the price of the games on a handheld console i guess steam deck does have have that because i swear the only thing i've seen hold value more than like nintendo games is gold gold bars <laughs> like i don't understand <laughs> how, how these games can so, so hold that, that value of the year but anyway all right so before we end is there any of the because we have a few stories but is, is there one that anyone wants to comment on i'm looking at tazzy and i'm looking at twitch and, <laughs> and just She's I feel, yeah i know i feel like that's pretty much Look what i'm saying like Look before all right before we wrap let's let's just touch on twitch Issue. I mean, unless anyone else has something like desperate. No, Tazzy, take it. Take it. No, it's you yours. Go, you go. <laughs> it's yours. <laughs> I feel like I've already spoken more than I, I, I was planning to anyway. Oh my God. So I will just lead on this story. Um, so Twitch has been testing out a feature that lets viewers pay to promote their favorite streamers. And this is the ultimate like kick in the teeth for content creators. I think this is uh, we have a broken out we we have a broken way of discovery. So we're gonna figure out a way that we can make more money and not fix discovery on Twitch unless you already have lots of views or just that one really generous viewer <laughs> <laughs> that just has a ton of income. <laughs> Um, so me personally, I think it's it's a terrible idea. What, like it really does. Oh my god! <laughs> you really don't like, like it. What does it say to like your like, creators' value? It. it it like psychologically as well. Like this is really damaging for anyone that like wants to get into content creating and i mean it's bad enough that you push the numbers in front of our face after every stream like mm. you had this many viewers yeah, and, and it's down and it's from, down last, from <laughs> last one even though you might be playing a completely different game at a completely different time and people have lives and it very yeah. much like pits you a against yourself of like every single day like that's a real measure of of your your quality and your value um but also like against everyone else like even the route to partner and da 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 there's no discoverability on twitch anyway um which is like it's annoying but there's other ways you can make discoverability if your purpose on twitch is to to grow um but this just makes it harder like basic maths if you've already got viewers 
and now they can pay <laughs> to make you seen more. If you've got more viewers, they have, if all of them pay more, like one bit of, I don't know, boost, then you're going to be boosted more. Like, how does that fix the problem? Oh my God. <laughs> Please. Okay. Um, what, what does everyone else think? <laughs> Especially those of you that stream as well. I agree. I think it's it's a scam, to be honest. I don't know the finer details about it because I read it and was like, yeah, that's enough. I don't want to know <laughs> anymore about mad. it. <laughs> it's, it's just so bad. It's, as, as Tessie's rightly said, there are people who just have a lot more clout on Twitch and that might be because they built their name elsewhere. But that then just puts another like hurdle for people who want to become streamers puts more people off because over the pandemic we've seen so many people become streamers and i think that's great yeah me (laughs) (laughs) i'm one of them (laughs) exactly right we've had to we've seen a massive increase in streamers and it's not fair on them to have to now rely on people to pay or for themselves to pay for their stream to be boosted i don't think that makes any sense especially if there's not going to be like a cap on it because as tazzy said to stop a massive streamer getting thousand people to pay to boost their streams even more it, there's no there's no sense in it there's no logic in it for me i hate it it's like I'm rich get richer right yeah <laughs> especially from like a toxic standpoint as well somebody who's controversial just gets big because the people who are viewing them just have big pockets it's just like what kind mm. of worms are we talking about Mm. Leah, do you have anything to? <sighs> Trying to really choose my words carefully. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> I've always had like an issue with Twitch's discoverability, especially for streamers that fall into the bracket of being a minority. But that I think is a different conversation for a different day. Almost, this is a really poor move from twitch especially coming off the back end of hate raids and everything else that's been happening over the last couple of months it's like really kind of like hey we know this situation is happening and we know that there are people that are targeting our you know a certain demographic of of streamers but pay 5.99 today you can boost your favorite streamer and you know they'll they'll be up there in the ranks whilst we're not going to deal with like other serious situations that we have going on I know that they've tried this before. Previously, I believe it was with partners and with channel points, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And I just kind of feel like if you've tried it and it failed, like you shouldn't be trying it again. But <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. I just think it's, I think it's really poor. And I know they're saying that they're still testing it and stuff. I just, I don't want to sound like that guy, but I hope all the testing fails and they rethink, (laughs) (laughs) they just rethink their delivery. I hope all your dreams crumble to dust. I I just hope it comes crumbling down and they... We never touch on it again. Yeah, (laughs) just fix the things that we need you to fix, like... I don't want to kind of like drift off of the the subject or anything, but it's Black History Month in the UK. And I think I've seen four black streamers front page, just not like I've logged out and I've logged in. I've, I've seen four and it's the 14th of October. So, I mean, that is just something to for Twitch to think about. 
it just it just sucks I think it's just a really as a streamer it's just a really poor move and it's, there's a reason why you know people are looking at um other streaming platforms YouTube gaming Facebook gaming um they're looking at other ways to get their revenue in coffee patreon etc there's a reason so i don't know yeah. i just uh, bad it's when you do just think like you've already got like the eyes on you because of all the bad stuff happening like why exactly it's it's like literally committing another crime two seconds after you've just committed a crime. It doesn't make well, any everyone's sense. everyone's watching you, yeah. Like, <laughs> I, just, I just killed someone. Why don't I just kill three more? It's It's, cool. it's ridiculous. You know it's like, it's like being on GTA having two stars and then, you know, <laughs> clipping someone's ankles and now you're up to four. Like, it's literally what it is. It's, yeah. the kid, it's like a, when a kid goes and like sneaks like a cookie a chocolate co- cookie out of the cookie jar and is like i didn't eat it with all the crumbs around my mouth yeah, while reaching for the next cookie exactly. like, i did not eat I just anything. can't help myself <laughs> it's really bad it's it's really really bad but i don't um, i don't know what they're doing over there but they need my to daughter it. likes to say that it was a ghost whenever that happens <laughs> like mommy we just have ghosts Maybe Twitch will use the same excuse. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they will. And like, like you said, it got tried with channel points before. At least channel points were like earned from watching the streamer, and like yeah. doesn't create a, a gap for definitely like not just minorities, but like those who might appeal to more financially challenged audiences. Yeah, like right, just. Yeah, no, I feel you. Let it all out. Let it all out. I feel you on that. I feel you. Like, it's really bad. Like, especially as we've said, as, you know, with the pandemic and stuff, we have seen a rise of new streamers coming in. And it's really kind of disheartening and discouraging to have, you know, especially if you've a new streamer that's coming on the brink of hate race and then to have Twitch kind of, it's like a, a kick in the teeth, really, almost. Like you have all of that and it's just like, oh, do you know what? Let me just not bother. Maybe I'll just go over to YouTube or something or just make YouTube shorts or do, do something else. Like it's it's really discouraging. And I don't know about the other streamers um, on the panel, but I love coming across new streamers. Like it's just so exciting to see people go through that journey again. And it's not to say it hurts like Boohoo hurts, but it I empathize with how they feel when they're just kind of like, I just, I can't do anymore. I've only been streaming for, I don't know, like let's say eight months or something. And it's just too much with all the news from Twitch and stuff. Like I really empathize with that. Whether they'll fix it or not, I don't know, because they don't really seem to, to listen at all to anyone <laughs> sometimes it feels like why why do i use this flap? really sometimes it's i true. ask myself like why it's am i so here true. that's a shame to hear it's yeah. it's you know as i said nigel when we met like switch has its its pluses and its its downsides and this is this is the side of twitch that even though people are speaking about it they're kind of just sweeping it under the carpet and hoping that people just walk just around forget it and, kind yeah, of thing yeah. and it's it's really 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 disheartening because i love streaming on twitch i am not someone who edits so just be able to put my content up and go is perfect for me like it's really really perfect and i know i shouldn't be afraid of starting again on a different platform because i feel like i've built 
quite a strong community yeah. but and you shouldn't feel like you're being forced out uh, yeah as well, so. yeah you know what i yeah. mean I, like, I don't want to feel like i'm relying solely on twitch but i enjoy yeah. twitch and i enjoy the features of twitch yeah and like just how i twitch enjoy that streaming on it and i i upload to youtube as well and i've looked at streaming on youtube and it is something that i like would do but i just like I like streaming on Twitch. I like how it works. I like how it's it... nice. And yeah. there's other platforms like Mixer, which we know, you know, RIP Mixer. And there's uh, Trovo. Trovo Live. There's, yeah. There was a D Live. That's out at the moment. So live. I'm just kind of like, there's other, I understand that there's a market for other, I guess, platforms to do better, but Twitch just has its claws in a large group of streamers and, it's frustrating because we don't want to go but if you don't change certain things especially for streamers that fall under the minority categories then you're doing much more of a hurt than Mm. than anything and I understand that it's like they have they have a way of doing things but this this whole hey purchase to boost it's, it's really frustrating. It's really, really frustrating, especially as discoverability at the moment is wild. I know they brought out the new tags, the new tag discoverability things where you can like put in like your, uh, your, you know, your race and where you're from and all that other type of stuff. Yeah, that's pants. That's just, that's yeah. pants. I just hasn't worked since then. Yeah, it's just, I feel like when I first joined Twitch, three years ago I feel like the tags were working better then than what they are now because now that they're just it's yeah, yeah <laughs> someone yeah. over there needs to, needs to listen it's just it's really bad but you know there are there are groups out there that are fighting um I feel like I mean quite a few good ones um they're kind of fighting with Twitch to kind of be like hey notice us we're knocking on doors and we're we're going to break the doors in kind of thing but it's just they need to just listen because no one wants to see Twitch kind of fizzle out that like we're all very keen to to keep it afloat well, so many people's livelihoods like this is like their job like exactly even for those streamers that they may not make bank per se, yeah. but they're still they're meeting that threshold of a payout. That payout is important to that creator. Yeah. So to take that away from someone because you can't be bothered, it's just it's just really it's it's a really bad business plan if it is a plan at all. Yeah. It's just really bad. I guess because it's they're still testing, so hopefully some of that feedback gets uh, gets through. But I just hope it fizzles and burns and, and falls because <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just wild. Yeah, it's just really really wild. Why they don't just have like clips a play like like youtube shorts or instagram reels or tiktok yeah like we already have short form content exactly <laughs> you just need I to make I would it have preferred, i would have preferred any other type of announcement from them and i think that announcement came off the back of their lawsuit or whatever <sighs> yeah it's just twitch is twitch is like a really toxic relationship 
Yeah. It really is. <laughs> it really is. It's complicated. It's really, it's yeah. you know, like, how's your relationship with so and so? Oh, well, you know, it has its days. Yeah. <laughs> I've been going a long time. So, you know, we're just going to try and make you know? it work. We're going through therapy at the moment. Oh, man. Twitch, Twitch do better. This, yeah, like the saddest thing for me is the fact that like I've like Daryl and I, we used to stream quite a significant amount uh, through our Lazador channel. And one of our favorite things to do was to use sort of our our audience to raid smaller like Final Fantasy creators um, since that was sort of what we were doing. And I think it just makes me so sad that you know, something that is so beautiful as a raid feature where you can really help support somebody who's a smaller streamer has been tarnished. And I just like, I think we kind of stopped streaming right at the cusp of it happening. And then like, I started seeing it crop up every now and then. And now there's like people with like, sort of protocols in place for when it happens and I'm just like this is so this is just so I don't even I don't even know what happens in a stream like what what happens in the conversation on a stream where they're just like let's go abuse someone like let's just go and make someone's life someone's day worse like I just I I can't I I honestly it is. It really is. Like when I got hate raided, I was just minding my business, playing Dead by Daylight, running away from the yeah. huntress. And yeah. <laughs> I don't believe I said anything anything untoward or anything. We were just, just me and the girls just playing DVD and it was just like, oh hey. It's like, wow, okay. And it's you know, it's one of those things like I don't know if you guys have ever seen the Twitter feeds of when someone says, Hey, this happened to me and then you have all the what do I call them? Know-it-alls that going to the comments, like, did you do this? Yes, Bob, I did. Did did you do this? Yes, John, I did. Did did you do this? Twitch has this this tool. Yes, I actually took every single step to protect myself and my viewers from this horrible, hateful thing. And because it's not a legitimate raid. It still comes through all the protocols, all the protection barriers, all the, you know, the ID checks and everything. Like, it's like you hired a bouncer and the bouncer turned its back and just let everyone into the club and they weren't supposed to. And uh, the biggest thing for me was that I couldn't, like me, like, it's fine, it's whatever, but it's my viewers. And the fact that I may potentially have had, because I don't ever ask my viewers to disclose their age, but I may have particularly have had a younger viewer in there. And to know that that has now come into my space that I try to keep safe for my viewers and my community and I wasn't able to. And it I don't know if anyone's seen a hate raid happen, but it goes on for what feels like hours. It's at least five minutes tops for you to clear everything and your chat and to kind of get rid of the messages and stuff and turn off your alerts and whatnot. But it's like five minutes of torture. Like it disrupts everything. And it's... <sighs> Like, I wish they just would have fixed that first and then dealt with other stuff. But that that's really important. And although they've kind of died down, they're still happening. So it's just, it's it sucks to, 
I don't want to kind of bring the mood down or anything, but it, it, it sucks to be a minority out in real life and have to be on edge, but to come home to something that relaxes you as a minority, you still have to be on edge. Like there's no escape like this it's just it's constant and that sucks because I think for a lot of us gaming is an escape like whether you're gaming online or offline it's an escape and to know that you can't do that now or it's you potentially can't do that like it gets interrupted sucks like it really sucks but we'll see if Twitch's little experiment times two works but I don't I don't think it will and if it does it's if it does, we're going to just promote everybody. We're going to promote everybody on a new platform. So. Yeah, because <laughs> it's just it's a really bad move from them. So I know. Yeah, we can move all this over so we can to another platform. So just, uh, yeah. yeah, let me know. <laughs> By um, the way. But yeah, exactly. but yeah, that's been our panel roundtable. Before we wrap, let's just check in with our with our guests so just gonna get some more details on each of our guests and find out whatever latest news or interesting products that they have coming up um so should we start with leah Oh, um, gosh. I'm so used to going last. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want you front and center um make sure you get some positive people uh, in your in your streams and so where can we find you where um, are so you? i am leah abg on pretty much everything instagram twitch twitter melee snapchat just kind of everywhere it's just leah abg fun projects that i've been working on I've, i don't want to just say it's just solely me but there is a twitch team black twitch uk which is solely dedicated to black uk streamers which is super exciting they just got partner so that's that's really really exciting we're going to be doing a lot of like co-streams and stuff on that that's pretty much it i'll probably be running some demons now i've got a code for that as well so i get to live my nezuko dreams and hopes and my second life with her yeah that's pretty much stream more or less every other day 3 p.m uk time Awesome. Thank you. Um, so should we go to Andy next? What have you and the streamcasters got coming up and where can we find you? You've got a talk coming up at Develop Brighton at the end of the month, the 27th of October. We'll be talking about diversity in the games industry and that's everything from the characters to the people in the teams. So the studios like a Ben studio, for example, will be talking about how you can influence um, genuine diversity and not just tokenism in the workplace. If you want to keep up with the streamcast, we'll be on Twitter and Instagram, streamcast underscore. You can subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash streamcast and follow us on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash streamcast TV. Awesome. Thank you very much. And then, of course, last but not least, Lauren. Um, so, yeah, you can find me uh, on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Level Up Lauren. And that's kind of like my my 
everything, me personal stuff. And then uh, she plays podcasts where I interview women in the games industry. And actually, I did recently interview uh, Wreck-It Raven, who I believe was kind of, she's very monumental in the Twitch Do Better campaign. So definitely have a listen. I um, We talked a lot just about her journey into games, uh, into streaming. And she's just so sweet and lovely. Like, she's just such a great person. And then I do a lot with into I I'm the social and content leader into games as well. And what we do is we help people get jobs in the games industry. Uh, we're actually hosting a uh, a special panel tomorrow at 4 p.m. on our Discord for Black History Month. We have the the head of Bayman Games, Jero. Um, to come on and interview he has a panel with a bunch of other prominent POC people in games uh so we have Del Walker who's from Rocksteady uh CJ Sam CJ oh CJ Ramson that's it CJ Ramson from Sega and Alicia Brown all four of them will be talking about their journeys into games. Um, and then we are just kind of in the background moderating. But yeah, no, definitely, definitely stop by if, if you like to uh, listen to some, some great chats. Sounds awesome. Thank you uh, for that. So we will, if you're listening later, we will leave links in the show notes. Um, so make sure you go follow all of these wonderful people and check out their amazing projects that they have going on. Yeah, and uh, thank you all for joining us uh, for this uh, first live stream video game roundtable. And thank you everyone for watching live or if you're watching later or listening later. Thank you everyone. If you enjoyed this roundtable, make sure you subscribe to Story X Story where you can catch all our episodes. Uh, we do deep dives into stories across pop culture. We talk about video games, obviously. Uh, we talk about uh, comics, film, TV, uh, and we do interviews with creative professionals across industries. Uh, we also make manga. Always got a member to mention that. So our latest manga, Serious Through the Fog, is coming uh, this month. It's going into print this month, getting it ready for the Thought Bubble Convention, November 13th and 14th. So you can pre-order that. Check out all our other manga at myamada.com forward slash manga. But yeah, stay tuned because we have more podcast episodes coming. We've got one just out today. We release episodes on Thursdays. And like I said, creator interviews, video game discussions, and stories across pop culture. You can always give us a shout directly. Our email address is feedback at myamada.com. And our website with links to subscribe is myamada.com forward slash story x story. So until next time, stay tuned. Uh, and I think we can all agree, Twitch, do better. Also, thank you, Twitch, for hosting us. I don't know. I'm so confused <laughs> right now. But anyway, <laughs> uh, we'll, see, we'll see you all again soon. Mm -hmm.